We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? What's going on guys? Welcome back to a Wednesday night edition of Twitter Spaces Detroit Lions live show. I am your host Tyler, joined by my two guys as always, Pierre, Malcolm. How you boys doing on this on this beautiful Wednesday night? How you boys doing? Man, I'm doing great. Excited to talk some football with you guys. Malcolm, how's it going, bro? Yeah, man, I'm doing great, man. How y'all boys doing today, man? On this Wednesday, doing man. Good, man. It's you know middle of the week. We're getting close to the weekend, and we're almost there. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Detroit Tigers yeah. baseball this Friday opening day. I'm gonna be there. First time ever for opening day. I'm thinking of going, but it's raining, so we'll yeah, see. The, the weather doesn't look great. So hopefully not like today though. Today was weather-wise was terrible. So hopefully we don't get that same weather yeah. on Friday, but. With that being said, a quick house cleaning. We should have an episode released on your guys' feed sometime Friday. We have some more draft coverage. We had a guest join us, um, NFL scout from IG. So if you guys are interested in that, that should be on your guys' feed sometime this week, most likely on Friday. So stay tuned for that. It was a really good episode. So we got some more insight on the draft. And in this live show, we're just going to talk a little more about the draft, talk about some more options for the number two pick because, again, I mean, we're in April right now, and I don't think there's a consensus right now of what people think the Lions are going to do at pick two. There's so many different options, and it seems like every day we're hearing something different connected with the Lions and what they could potentially do with the second overall pick. So we're going to talk about someone new. We've talked about Malik Willis. We've talked about Kayvon Thibodeau. We've talked about Aiden Hutchinson. One player we have not spent too much time on, and I want to spend a little time on this episode, is edge rusher Trayvon Walker from the University of Georgia because his name really since the combine, since he had those killer combine numbers, has just really got his name thrown in as early I've seen as pick one and then just getting his name commonly thrown in that top three, top five in 
it's just it's some turn of events from what it was before the combine. So I want to talk about Trayvon Walker. He's an edge rusher, so he, he would fill in a need if the Lions went this direction. So, Pierre, I, I want to start off with you. W- what's your quick thoughts on a guy like Trayvon Walker? Because before the combine, it was pretty locked, I felt like, with Lions fans. If they wanted to go the edge rusher approach, it was like, we're going to get Kayvon Thibodeau, or we're going to get Aiden Hutchinson, and we're going to be completely fine. But now, as of late, we're hearing guys like Trayvon Walker, and we're hearing fans be okay with guys like Trayvon Walker. So I just want to hear your quick insight on a guy like Trayvon Walker. Yeah, so regarding Trayvon Walker, I just want to, like, mention something. So you guys remember Ziggy Ansa? Absolutely. He only had four and a half sacks at BYU, right? Yeah. And I just I'm wanting I'm wanting to get into the stats of um, Trayvon Walker a little. So Walker had 61 tackles, 13 tackles for a loss, nine and a half sacks, a pick, and 60 pressures in his three years start or playing at Georgia. He didn't start a game, but from nine and a half of those sacks, seven and a half sacks came this year, his junior year. He had 33 tackles, two pass defense, and 34 pressures. Now, the thing that's tricky with that is, you know, when you're playing with next to Jordan Davis and Devontae White and all those other guys at Georgia, they have some underclassmen that are some studs too. Um, is that him? Or is that, like, when you're playing on a stack line, you look really good? So that's why it's hard to evaluate him. I and mean, he, hasn't, he hasn't really started a game, right? That's another thing that's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and so, we're hearing as high as pick two, and that's – for a guy that hasn't really started much in his college career, that that just seems kind of absurd, doesn't it? Yeah. It, I mean, the way this draft class is, though, there isn't like a um, – to me, there is Thibodeau, but other people think like there isn't like a game changer, right? Like there isn't that kind of guy who could take over a game or take over a defense. So they think that Trayvon Walker is potentially worth the risk because – he is an athletic freak, man. I believe he ran a 4 5 1, 6 5, 2 72, 35 net vertical, 10 3 broad. I mean, 6 8 9 3 cone, 4 3 2 shuttle. This guy is an athletic freak. If we're going as far as ceiling, I'm just going to ask a simple question because it looks like Hutchinson's, I'm not going to say guaranteed to be the number one pick because things could change, obviously, from now to. Uh, the draft, but let's just assume right now that Aiden Hutchinson is going to be the number one pick to Jacksonville, and he's off the board for the Lions. Do you see a potential higher ceiling with a guy like Trayvon Walker compared to a Kayvon Thibodeau, or no? Um, They both have high ceilings. I feel like Walker has a higher ceiling, but he has a lower floor as well from a pass rushing standpoint. Walker is really good at setting the edge, but he needs to work on, um, like, creating more moves with his pass rush, right? But he, the thing with Walker is he could play everywhere. He's 6'5", 270, play on the edge. He could play the interior. He could do anything you want him to do. He could play. He could stand up. Um, it's really tricky with him, man. Malcolm, I want to get you in this. What's your, what's your quick thoughts on a guy like Trayvon Walker? I just think this whole thing is absurd. I think this thing, this whole thing, is just crazy right now. I think everybody's just thinking just way too hard with this with this pick, and I'm I'm seeing it. Like they're they're looking at Trayvon Walker and they're like, yeah, and I know you said that um as high as two. I've I've seen as high, as, seen one. As, high as one. Yeah. I heard that he could be in talk. I heard he could be in talk for Jackson. What where the hell is this coming from? This 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 is crazy. Now, as far as um Trayvon Walker 
And I just want to make a quick correction for Pierre. He actually, he only has six sacks, not seven and a half. He has seven and a half tackles for loss last year, but he only has six. He has six sacks last My year. My bad. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I so I mean, off. for the people that for the people who's like you know, looking at his production, I'll say this. You know that Georgia defense is was insane as far as talent wise on that defense. Probably the most talented defense I've seen in a very 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 long time on the college team. The defensive line, their the front seven was just insane. The front seven was insane for for Georgia, and it's for me it's it's a red flag to only post you know six and a half six sacks with that with that defensive line. I tell this, I say this all the time. You put Kayvon Thibodeau in Georgia. How many? <laughs> what would Kayvon Thibodeau's numbers be if he was next to Jordan Davis and all the other guys in Georgia? What would his numbers be in Georgia if that if he was in Georgia? I think that dude would get like 20 sacks. He'll get at least 20 sacks if, because you can't double team everybody. It just I just think this is absurd as far as uh Trayvon Walker. I just think people are just thinking too hard, man. Like he's not, there's no way in hell you could say he's a better football player than Kayvon Thibodeau. There's no way in hell. I don't I don't care who, I don't care what he what he did as far as athleticism. I don't care that there's no way in hell you can say he's a better football player than Kayvon Thibodeau. It just is that that's just insane to me. So I, I'm hearing that, yeah, he could be at two. So it, if they do pull the trigger and put Dre draft him, I, I mean, how I'm going to feel? Uh, I'm really, I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. You know, at the end of the day, you know, you got to put trust into um, to Brad Holmes. You got you to gotta put some trust into him. But if they draft Trayvon Walker over a Kayvon Thibodeau, I, I don't know, man, because he's, there's no way you can just look, you can say he's a better football player than him. I'm with you. I'm with you here because and, – and I agree with your Brad Holmes take. It's like he hasn't done anything questionable yet for me to for me to question anything he would do yet. So if he did go the route of Trayvon Walker at pick two, would it be a head-scratcher to me? Sure. But at the end of the day, I'm not the guy interviewing Trayvon Walker. I'm not the guy doing all the, the deep research on Trayvon Walker compared to what the line staff is doing. So if they took him, it would be a head-scratcher to me. But I'm going to let it wait and see how it pans out, obviously. But uh, i got to be honest, guys. I don't think it would be a head-scratch to me, but i take Thibodeau over Walker. But how would it not be – like, I just don't I just don't see it. He's not a better football player not than Kevin Thibodeau. You don't see it, but his only visits scheduled are with the teams picking the top six, and that's all he's visiting. So he thinks that's... he's going to – like, the latest he'll go is six, the earliest he'll go is – that's what he thinks. I mean, as far as – you're looking at the top four edge rushers, he's a top four. So of course he's gonna get those visits, but to say that he's a better football player than Kayvon Thibodeau or even Aiden Hutchinson, because like I said, I've been hearing talk for him going at one. That that's that's just insane. Like and again, I say this: put Aiden Hutchinson in Georgia, and it just his numbers will go skyrocket. You put Kayvon Thibodeau Kayvon. Oh, yeah. on either or. I'm just saying either or. You yeah. put either Aiden Hutchinson in that that Georgia defense, his numbers skyrocket. Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau, you put him in Georgia. His numbers will skyrocket. He already, I think, was he like top three in pressures last year, with nobody on that line, in, in, in um or on Oregon. Put him in Georgia. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's a lot to say. Put him in Georgia. You. It's gonna be. It'll, it'll be insane. That'll be. That it'll just be insane if he was on Georgia. So I just, I just don't know. I think just his numbers and his production. I'm talking about Trayvon Walker. His production with that front seven. Only getting six sacks. I mean, I, I don't know. This is a red flag for me, man. I, I don't know. 
like I, I don't think he's a bad prospect. I think he's actually a very talented prospect. And I see the hype around him. I understand why people like him and, and why people would want to take a chance on a guy like this in the top five or top six or whatever. But when you're in this position with the Detroit Lions right now, you have two edge rusher prospects that, in my opinion, are they're clearly better than Trayvon Walker as of right now. And you know more of what you're getting with these two guys. And, I, and the two guys I'm alluding to is obviously Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. You got to go a route, in my opinion, where we know what we're getting and we're still getting a high ceiling guy. Trayvon Walker might have the highest ceiling. I don't, I don't think that's even the case, but I could see your argument why you'd say that. Maybe he has the highest ceiling as far as athleticism because of what you saw at the combine, you saw his pro rate numbers. Okay, I could understand that. But when you have two guys, in my opinion at least, who look like to be guaranteed really good NFL players and have still really, really good ceilings and Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, why don't you go with that route? A guy who produced in college yet still has a very high ceiling compared to a guy who, yes, has a high ceiling because of athleticism numbers, but did not produce when called upon. I mean, at the end of the day, what are we factoring more? What is more important? The college, what they did on the college fields or what they did in the combine in their underwear? It's what they did on the field. And clearly, Kayvon Thibodeau and Aiden Hutchinson, they did better on the field with less than Trayvon Walker. Like, that, that, that's, that's how I approach this. And I think it's a clear-cut answer why you go with a Thibodeau or Hutchinson before a Walker. Yeah, I think, I think Trayvon, Trayvon Walker, if he went to a different school, I'll look at this whole situation different. Like, if he was in BYU, like, like I know you brought up um, Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy Ansah went to BYU. He was on, on the line by himself. If Trayvon Walker was in a situation like that, I'd be like, uh, let's give him a shot. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he has some hidden hidden um, potential in him. Who knows? But he was in Georgia, and he was in Georgia. <laughs> and didn't produce, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, I like, just don't like, know. People try to make the excuse, not the excuse, but like they try to make the argument against Aiden Hutchinson. Like, oh, he had David Ajabo with him. Okay, guys, if we're going to go that far, how are we not mentioning what Trayvon Walker had alongside with him? If we're going to go with Michigan having David Ajabo, who, yes, is a very talented player and was definitely a help to that Michigan line and, yes, definitely helped Aiden Hutchinson be a better player. But if we're going to go there, you have to use that same argument. And it's even stronger with a guy like Trayvon Walker being, like you said, one of the strongest defenses we've seen in college football in a while. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I, I don't I don't like that excuse. Well, eight hundred percent David 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 Ajabo. Trayvon Walker had a damn near NFL defense. He had a damn near NFL defense. Five of those guys, four of those guys are going to be picked in the top fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and they have some 100%. future first-round picks that are, like, underclassmen, too. Exactly. So, I, I, I just – I don't see it. I think you guys are kind of on the same boat as me. Let's, let's get some people's perspective. I want to hear people's opinions on Trayvon Walker, maybe people that like him, people that agree with us. Let, let's yeah, do it. Yeah. So, I Actually, um, you know what? I'm actually hoping Jacksonville screws us up and just, try, just overthinks this whole situation and drafts him. I do too because that that, that, that gives be you a clear scenario. that gives you a clear cut way to get a guy like Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau, whoever yeah. this staff obviously prefers. And in my opinion, I, I don't care. I like both guys a lot. I would not be disappointed with either guy. I have had the same approach since the season ended till now. Get one of these guys. It's as simple as get one of Kayvon Thibodeau or get one of Aiden Hutchinson, and I'm going to be satisfied. I, I don't know why we're throwing these other names in there. You guys were not mentioning Trayvon Walker during the college football season. You guys didn't mention him during Absolutely the national championship. Not. You guys Absolutely mentioned not. him after you saw the combine. Be honest. Yeah. You guys mentioned him after the combine. That's where his stock rose, after the combine. And it was like, wow, maybe maybe he could go at two in Detroit. And it's, it's funny because like, if you look at like the, the draft network, they have they have Trayvon Walker ranked ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. And I would have loved to see those rankings before the before the combine. I would have loved to see those because I don't have those those numbers on top of my head. I don't know. I think he probably was probably the fifth rated uh, edge before the sure. before the combine. I bet George Karloffis was ranked higher than him. I, I really do. I, think, I wouldn't I, I be think shocked. He was. Wouldn't be shocked. You know, Jermaine Johnson was um, ranked ahead of him. I could see that. I could see that too. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get some people's perspective on this. Uh, Avery's been waiting for a while. Let's get Avery in here. Uh. DJ also has Trayvon Walker at six. All week we've been introducing you to. Hey, what's going on? And he has. Hey, man, what's going on, Avery? How you doing, bro? Yeah, what's going on, Avery Giovanni? What's up, buddy? Detroit Post. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is this whole conversation. I've agreed with y'all. Normally, I'm a contrarian to uh, legacy Detroit media, but y'all have made a lot of sense. Trayvon Walker is a joke. That's a joke. And that's an overreach by other people. And when when I started seeing mocks with Trayvon Walker, when I started seeing people just out of nowhere saying Trayvon Walker was the man, it just it made no sense to me. Uh, the run stopper, the fact that he could play a three five technique, that's cool and all. I don't need another Michael Brockers on the line. I don't need another Michael Brockers on the line. Y'all y'all said something real funny though. Y'all said is he better than is he better than Thibodeau? No. Is he better than you know, Hutchinson? No. Well, check this out. I got something for you. Is he better than Cam Thomas of uh, San Diego, San Diego State? Hell no. Is he, is, is he better than Zach Pascal? Hell no. It's just impossible. So Zach, Zach uh, not Zach Pascal, Josh Pascal of Kentucky. Jo- jo- Josh Pascal of Kentucky met with the Lions during the combine 
the dude has similar stats to this dude, and Josh Pascal is ranked as a like a second or third round pick at the highest, like a third round pick. Like this, like I haven't even seen his pro day numbers at Kentucky, but I'm just saying, like he's not even better than someone that's a third rounder in the SEC that has similar situations that he had. Avery, you know what it is, dude. I like I, I'm all down for the combine. I love looking at the numbers. I want to see these guys' numbers, obviously. But people get way too carried away with these combine numbers. Like they, they see the athleticism, they're like, "Oh my god, we have to get this guy." But like that can be your first priority when you're drafting a player. Like that's got to come second. There's more bigger priorities when you're evaluating guys, in my opinion, than what the guy did at the combine, what the guy did at his pro day. At the end of the day, the the most priority, the thing you should put on the top of your list when you're watching these guys, is what do they do on the college football field? That's what's most important to me than yeah. what, what the guy did in his underwear. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's just simple as turning on the caddies or turning on the tape and looking at it, and that's really cute and all. But at the same time, the combine is a component, and is it overplayed? Is it overused? Yeah, in, in the case of. Tavon Austin or somebody like that, yes, it is overused and overutilized. And you're right. You got to turn on the tape. Unfortunately, these guys, you know, have similar production. And that's where people start acting crazy. You know, when you have production like a Thibodeau and you have the combine numbers, that's when people start having this, like, um, I don't want to say, like, these rose-colored glasses, you know. And, um you know, like like your boy said, like your, your man said, he said, uh, what if Thibodeau went to Georgia? You know, all we can do is say of what if, but if Thibodeau went to Georgia, had 10 sacks, they're not the same. 11 sacks, they're not the same. So, you know, it, I think sometimes the, the combine and the RAS score is overplayed, even though I'm a person who loves analytics myself. But um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not stupid, but check this out. It's common sense. If the Lions don't take Trevon Walker at two, where does he fall? He probably falls out the top 10. He probably selected like 15 or 16 or goes to Dallas at 23. There is no reason. <laughs> like other teams are going to look at him like, no, nah, we good. And they're going to move forward. I disagree with that. I yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, think I, think so. So. I don't know if it's going to be the Lions in particular, but one of these teams I, I think will – in, in the top heavy of the draft, I think are gonna yeah, like top ten gonna, at least, if not top six, top, top ten. Damn. Yeah, I think somebody somebody gonna be a sucker and, and grab him. Just just looking at just from looking at his number, just gonna grab him. But guys, like when we talk about his ceiling, though, like if this guy turns into a star, then a couple years you're like, oh, why do we pass on him? Like, right? No, like, I know exactly why we pass on him. I know exactly why we pass on him. No, <laughs> I know I'm exactly why we pass on him. But to say that Cam Thomas and whatever John Pascal is better, that's simply not true right now. That's not uh, true. Really? Yeah, really. Are you sure? Cam Thomas. No, Cam Thomas is not even mentioned in the top 10 right now. Trayvon Walker is like top 10. No. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So when we go four years in the future and we look at numbers and all this other stuff, we're going to say, oh, why, why was Cam Thomas like, oh, my God, he's amazing. Like Cam Thomas – is probably going to be linked to the Chargers, a good team, good franchise. He's probably going to go somewhere where he can stand up, sit down. He played all four levels of the defensive line. If Cam Thomas went to Alabama, a lot of this is school chasing. A lot of this, a lot of it is what it is. It's school chasing. 
if I went to Alabama and had eight sacks, I'm a first round pick. But if I went to San Diego State and had what sixteen sacks, I'm oh I'm a third round pick. A lot I gotta of be guys. honest, bro. That's not true. Khalil Mack played at Buffalo and he was like a top five pick. Khalil Mack had his best game against Ohio State on national TV and knocked the fucking quarterback out. What are you talking about, bro? Like you can say these like straw man arguments, but every time you talk, it's like it's like like something that doesn't follow something else. Like Khalil Mack showed up against national teams when they wasn't even supposed to. Yeah, but I don't I don't agree with how you said like just because he's a small or like he went to a smaller school, that's why he's picked it to go where he's picked to go. I don't buy that. Well, I agree to disagree. I love y'all. Y'all always talk the truth sometimes. Um, Appreciate it, Avery. Uh, things up. Appreciate, Appreciate it, bro. Good one. All right, Tyler, let's bring up um, Josh Allen. Okay. Josh, uh, you, so, you getting that? Uh, how's your contract treating you with the Bills, Josh? Josh, what's up, baby? He's connecting. Wait. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. Give it like another second. Yeah. Josh, try joining back. I'm going to remove you. Try joining back, Josh. Um, I had someone else request. I don't know where it went away. Um... Whoever just requested, request again. I don't know who it was. Sorry. All right, let's try. Oh, there we go. We got someone. Yeah, what up? What up, boys? What's up, man? How you doing? How's it going? Good. Um, I just joined. I missed uh, most of the Trayvon talk. Uh. What's your thoughts on him? It's uh, over here. You don't but, have you don't have any of our opinions polarizing you right now. What's your okay, what's your okay. thoughts on Quick Trayvon? Thoughts on Trayvon. The nigga only has a bull rush. Not one single pass rush move. He's a combine warrior. Seems like more of a recent answer was. Uh, yeah. I don't like him at all. This guy been playing football since he was in high school. Still doesn't have any pass rush moves. Onto came. Nigga seen a football first time when he was like 20 years old. Pretty much looked just as good as him. That's, that's pretty you're, much you're, 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 pretty, you're pretty much accurate with us right now. Pretty much right on par with uh, the tri- Okay, I will say this. I, I, I think we're undervaluing Trayvon Walker now. I think we're hating too much now. Like, th- th- there is a point where I don't want him at two, and then there's a point where I still like this guy. When can we I get th- on that Malik Willis at two, though? What about Malik Willis at two? I think that's where the conversation really needs to be going. We had that. We, I mean, yeah, you could check we that had out. That a couple, we, yeah, we had, that, we had that a couple weeks ago. Okay, okay, yeah, I my think bad. That, I, think, I think that's a legitimate conversation. I think that's a more legitimate conversation here than Trayvon Walker. Because at least with Malik Willis – what does He's Trayvon only- do for the franchise? Like, if we really want to be a good franchise, a great franchise, we need a great QB. I'm sure you guys all agree Jared Goff is not the guy. I'm sure we all agree the head coaches and all the dogs in that coaching room don't think that Jared Goff is the guy. So, like, what what's the risk? We just go 
like take a flyer on Malik. If he doesn't work out in a couple of years, do something new. Rather than just sitting there playing with Goff, let him do whatever for a couple of years. And then maybe we take a shot on someone next year. But either way, it's a shot. A QB is always going to be a shot. Yeah, I, I get you. We we talked about we talked about Malik Willis already, though. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, I mean, you just got to find a way. If if you love Malik Willis, then yeah, absolutely take him at two. But if you don't love him, you don't just take the flyer just to take a flyer on a guy. I mean, especially that early in the draft, like you have to. Well, it's not just to take guy. a flyer. The guy has all the tools to be elite QB. Yeah, but he has all the tools. Yeah, he has all the tools to be an absolute disaster as well. Okay, so does every like a QB is a gamble. No matter if he has all the all the tools, none of the tools to be a bust, or all the tools to be a bust, it's always going to be a gamble. You might as yeah, well take it, a gamble it, it, on the it, guy it, that has one of the highest ceilings we've seen in a while. He has he has I Josh Allen. We've seen in a while. He has oh, yeah, Josh I Allen. I, I don't see the Josh Allen seal. I, I don't. I don't see the Josh Allen seal. Oh. All right. So, what QB next year do you do you see that has a? a we have to wait. Ceiling? We have to we have to we see. Have, what we have to wait, but I mean, there, there's some guys I like next year. You think go for it on fourth and ten, Dan Campbell, and blow out fucking Martha Hamp's eardrums in the draft room. Brad Holmes are gonna sit there and wait till next year and hope we do shitty enough to get another low pick so we can go get one of those good QBs. Well, that's not necessarily have to be the case. You could, yeah. you, you too could wait. They're aggressive. And, They're too aggressive oh, for that. You could, you could, uh, you know, explore the the veteran market next year. If there's a rookie oh. that you like a lot, you could just go up and trade the for that guy. Veteran market. Go up and trade for a guy and hope another team that doesn't already need a QB like that. These are hopes and dreams. Like, these are real gambles. It's okay, but we can't be looking yeah, too that's far like down doubling, the line. That's yeah. doubling the gamble. You're already taking a gamble on QB. Now you're gambling I, and I, just gamble that you might I, get that QB. I, I get you, man, but this is not the episode we're talking about um, Malik Willis. We had an episode a few days ago, man. So if you have anything about Trayvon Walker, man, you, you can nah, uh, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. If anyone else got Trayvon, talk, they can get it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thanks for joining, man. No problem. Let's get Lions fan report. What's up, man? Lions fan report. Lions, Lions fan report, man. What's up? Is this guy taking a piss? I don't know, man. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> Something he's washing his hands. Can you explain that? Can you, oh, you, oh, you washed it. They got you washing the dishes. Yeah, but hey, I'm done. So I'm hey, ready to man. talk football. Let's go, man. What's up, brother? So, I kind of hopped in late, but it sounded like conversation was centered around Trayvon Walker. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thoughts? What is your yeah? What you talking about, Trayvon Walker? What's about on Trayvon Walker? Yeah. So if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, um. If the Lions were to draft Walker, I wouldn't necessarily be upset. I think he's an okay pick. But the biggest thing for me, and when you look at kind of what Brad Holmes has said in the past, he likes to evaluate what he saw on tape with combine numbers, right? And when you looked at when you look at Trayvon Walker, especially on tape, I would say that like, yeah, he's got all the athletic ability, ran a fast forty time. But when you look at the when you actually look at the tape, I wouldn't say you necessarily see that burst on film right so yeah he did great in at the combine but like when it comes to the actual film itself I wouldn't say that 
it necessarily translates as well as it does with like a Hutchison or a Thibodeau. Yeah. Combine warrior. That's what we called him. He we called him the combine warrior. And, and I think. Yeah, I mean that's exactly. And, and I think too, it's like one of his biggest strengths, obviously, is that versatility, right? Like you can line him up on the edge, you can line him up at the three technique, whatever it may be, right? So, my question then is like, especially as a young player like Isaiah Simmons, for example, like I was reading some article, like you gotta when you have a young player like that, you gotta have like a predefined position that you want him to come in and play at. And develop him at. So if we draft Trayvon Walker, are we playing him at the three technique? Are we playing him at edge? Where do, where do you see us kind of developing him moving forward? I would assume it'd be the edge if they were to take a shot on him. If it, I if they were, it better be the edge. I would assume the edge, but I don't know, man. I, like if we're gonna, and go then also edge, I think like, too, I it's like you literally have two of the best edge rushers in the draft available at number two, and there you Kayvon go, Thibodeau and in Hutchinson. Like, why I would you spend there, yep. number two overall pick? developing a guy who's way further behind in his development when you have two of the best edge rushers in the draft available at two like it literally makes no sense to pass on two guys who are way further in their development to take on a player who's going to take probably even longer to reach his ceiling when you literally already have Thibodeau and Hutchison in your lap like to me it makes no sense why you would take Walker over two of the other elite edge rushers when they're way further in the development they have like that elite first step that Walker doesn't have which in my opinion is something you can't coach. Like if a player has that fast first step off the line of scrimmage, that's like instinct. That's something that like, yeah, you can work on it in practice. There's certain drills to work on it. But like if a guy can, you know, time a snap and come off the edge real quick, like that's just something that you either have or you don't have. And in my opinion, like when you look at all our current edge rushers, like what is like the one thing we're lacking? I think it's speed. Like Romeo Aquari, he's more of like a, strength edge rusher kind of guy I don't I wouldn't say Charles Harris he's got a decent first step but like you just imagine having Hutchinson or Thibodeau like it's just a completely different kind of player brings like a completely different element to this defense and for me I think Walker is too much of a project and and it just makes no sense in my opinion that you'd pass up on two of the best edge rushers in the draft to take a developmental player at two like in my opinion if you're drafting a player number two overall he's got to come in day one and be an impact starter there's no reason why you draft a developmental edge rusher at two when, again, you have two other guys who are a lot further along in their development. So I wouldn't be upset if we drafted Walker. I just think that, like, there's no reason to pass up on Thibodeau. And in my opinion, too, if they do pass on a guy like Thibodeau, I think at the end of the day, it's all speculation right now, right? Like, we, none of us as, like, Lions fans have any idea as to whether or not they actually, those off-the-field concerns are a legitimate issue. So, I think come draft night, if we do pass on, on a guy like Thibodeau, it's probably because those concerns are legitimate. But as of right now, I, I think that's just like a false narrative that these media members are pushing in order to create headlines because at the end of the day, the NFL is a business. They need clicks. They need people talking about the draft. And at the end of the day, I think Thib- I think Thibodeau is the best player, and there's no reason why you don't draft a player like that if he's available at two. Yeah. Man, s- say it louder for the people in the back. You see, like, like there. With Thibodeau, right? Um, I and feel too, like it's and a I team think that's also, like, stuff. A lot of people are like, Hoping oh, well, we can just, especially for those individuals talking about like Hamilton or Willis at number two, like, in my opinion, there's such a, there is a drop off in talent and in development when it comes from, comes to a player available at two versus a player at 32, right? So why not get the guy that's further along in the development that has tape that has shown he can be an impact player day one versus waiting till day two to draft an edge rusher who, 
could be have higher bus potential. You got to teach him a lot more. He's a lot further behind in his development. Like get that immediate day one edge rusher. Like, come on guys. When was the last time we've had a legitimate edge game changing edge rusher? Like it's been so long. Bob Quinn continuously did not address the position in the draft. Yeah. He, he signed Trey flowers, but let's be real. Trey flowers, more of a run, run edge defender, a guy who never had 10 plus sacks in a season. So it's like, you're literally in prime position to get the best edge rusher in the draft. Let's stop avoiding continuously not addressing this position. Get our edge rusher, build a great defense. We got one of the best defensive minds in football in Eric Glenn. And a conversation, it's the Bidou at two for me. Yeah, I mean, it, again, if there wasn't like another edge rusher, maybe I see the intrigue with Trayvon Walker. Just assuming, let's say you take out one of Hutchinson or Thibodeau and one of those guys went number one and then you're left with everything else outside of those guys. So if that makes sense, like there's no Hutchinson or no Thibodeau. Whoever's picked at number one and then that's it. Then maybe I understand the intrigue because then maybe you could push up Trayvon Walker as the most intriguing edge rusher prospect and that's a guy you want to take a shot on. But when you have another edge rusher, you have two edge rusher prospects and you're sitting at pick two that are already guys that are going to start for you day one. They're more polished than Trayvon Walker. It's just a no-brainer to me why you go that route and you take either or whoever's available for you at two. And you have that luxury of having pick number two and not being at pick three or pick four where those guys could be gone. You know 100% that you're going to get your hands on at least one of them once you come to pick. So for me, it's like it's a, it's a no-brainer just because they're the same position. Man, for me, even if, even if Thibodeau – and Aiden Hutchinson was not in this draft class. It's just too many red flags for me, man. Still, just still, the red flags are there. He right. was on Georgia's front seven and did not produce. Did not produce. Well, like if he produced. if he was in North Dakota State or something and did this, and then now we're looking at his tape and we're like, all right, maybe. You know, he's playing on North Dakota State that has nobody. Okay, but maybe. today he didn't produce is simply not true. He had 34 pressures and six sacks this year, right? I know, but a look who he's playing with. Stuff. A quarterback stepping up in his lap, though, too. Look who he's... I'm not really high on Trevon Walker. I think he'll get drafted in the top 10, but there are there are a lot of questions and concerns for a guy who, you know, played over 400 snaps but didn't really rush the pass, get to the passer as much as he could. He's also got some different aspects of his game that – are difficult to translate to, you know, he doesn't win on, on tape as much as he should for a guy who's talking about going top five, top 10. He tested great, you know, that's, right. that's all there. And there's flashes of him being explosive off the ball, but he doesn't have a go-to move. He doesn't have any counter moves. He struggles to bend at the top of the arc. He's just, you know, he, he looks stiff sometimes with his athleticism. Um, my coworker John Ledyard, who's of the Draft Network now, he's with Peter Report, has him as an early third round grade as a player. Obviously, he's not going to go in the third round. We know that, and has him as the seventh best pass rusher on the board as of now. But he is a project, and I think someone said Ziggy Ansah earlier when I was listening, and I think that's a fair comparison. You know, Ziggy Ansah was a good player never really reached his full potential. And that's a question marks you have with a guy like Trayvon Walker. His ceiling, I think, in the league is probably somewhere around his Darius Smith, Jadavion Clowney. And is that worth a second overall pick? I don't think so. I think the character concerns with Tibbs are real, though. I don't think it's just made up media propaganda. I think there are some questions about him. 
And anyways, this is all a moot point because you guys are taking Malik Willis at number two anyway. So. No. <laughs> and, and if this was a rub, this is the man, Josh Allen, from the OG Spotify green room. So it, it, he didn't even get to introduce himself because he didn't connect the first time. So this is Josh yeah. Allen, guys. If you guys are really listening, you can't see it. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting, you know, because they do have, you know, a plethora of picks. You know, they've got the – the, the pick at the end of the first, they got the pick in the, in the second as well. So, you know, they have opportunities to add talent and add edge rushers. A guy like, uh, real buck stock over there's going to be mad at me saying that, but a guy like Boye Mafe, uh, Carl Aptis could be a guy who could slip there. He's he's kind of falling a little bit in, in some of these mocks and projections as well. So, you know, I think there is a chance to get a pass rusher. You know, just the way I look at it is – these quarterbacks, they're they're not great, right? We know they're not great. We know there are a lot of projections, right. but it happens every single year. These GMs and these coaches think, yeah, well, you know, I can get the best out of this guy. You know, it's like it's like they watch the highlight reels. And I was like, oh yeah, I can get this, I can get this production out of this guy on a down to down basis consistently because I'm that good of a head coach. I could potentially see three quarterbacks going in the top ten right now. You know, Desmond Ritter. And Kenny Pickett's are they're taking the tours right now with teams like Atlanta and Carolina and Seattle. And you know, if you want to get if if Detroit wants to get a quarterback in this draft, you can't wait till thirty two because you end up with a Sam Howell or a Matt Corral. And, and what are those guys going to do for you? They're going to be a backup to Jared Goff. So I think if they're going to attack the position and have a guy, you know, ease into the role, you know, kind of I'm not comparing this anyway. But, you know, like like a Pat Mahomes did behind an Alex Smith. Alex Smith was never a great quarterback. Jared Goff is not a great quarterback. But he sat behind a, an established quarterback and learned the system. And then, you know, maybe it's a half a season. Maybe it's a full season. Maybe it's the 17th game Malik Willis comes in or, or whatever the case may be. I think that is a route that they're seriously going to look at. And I know you guys said you talked about it. Um, I'm – you know, a spoiler alert, I have a mock coming out this weekend and I've got you guys taking Malik Willis at number two because I just think, you know, Detroit, they should, yes, they have an extra an extra first-round pick next year. Shouldn't be that high. And also they're going to, you know, probably have, no offense, a low first-round pick again. Um, but do you wait to grab a quarterback, play that game next year? What if they get five wins, you know? The NFC... North right now, like it depends on what Green Bay does. They just got rid of Devontae Adams. Sure, they'll draft a wide receiver. How quickly can they get on board? And, you know, does that – they lost a bunch of pieces on defense. They lost an offensive lineman. So it's like, you know, is Green Bay going to be that juggernaut? Are they going to struggle to win the division? So, I mean, there could be more wins for the Lions this upcoming season than there were last season. Um, it's going to be interesting. But, you know, that's my thoughts on Walker. That's my thoughts on what y'all – could potentially be looking at potentially be doing in that first and end of the first and second round pick there, there there's some talent the meat on the bones in this draft is the second third round right and right. you know i think that if you grab the quarterback at two you've got him with the fifth year option which is always a plus we know how important that is and then you can also address you can get a really good guy in that you know, with that pick 32, that's going to help you off the edge. This is a pretty decent class at edge rushers. And with, with 32, what do you got? 32 and 34? 34, 34, yep. Yep. You can grab an edge rusher there and another impact player there as well. Just my thoughts on it. 
Uh, Josh, I have a question for you. So, are you excited to have Stefan Diggs back? I believe he signed for like another four years. Stefan Diggs. Yeah, isn't he a Bucks guy? Stefan Stefan Diggs. Yeah, Stefan Diggs is on the Bills. He's on the Bills, bro. Pierre, Pierre, what are you talking about? Josh we got Godwin back for three years. You guys, uh, you guys don't get the joke. I'm done. I, I don't get the so, joke. So, so what is this he, joke? He's calling. Doing? He's calling Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Oh yeah. Okay. Bills. Yeah. 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 Okay. So You're he's so saying, "How does so it feel dumb. to get?" No. No. As a Pats fan, I God hate damn. It. As a Pats fan, I absolutely. <laughs> I was hate that. lost as hell. I'm like, where are we going here? I'm like, Josh covers the Bucks. We're talking about Stephon Diggs with oh, the Bills. Oh man. I'm like, I'm like, are you throwing like a dig at me because I root for the Pats? You know, as as a. You know, I'm like, I need bro. Yeah, I got it. I was just on mute, but I, I, I got, I got I, it. I, I got it now. Yeah, now you get it. Now that you're not on mute, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got it. These two, they didn't get it. That it's okay oh. though. That's all right though. All right. I didn't, I didn't get it. You're right. <laughs> no, you're all fine, right. man. Hey, hey, Josh, man. Um, you have anything else, man? No, I'm just, I'm just ready and waiting, man. I've got my mock coming out. We've done our own personal mocks. We're doing a roundtable mock here now. You know, um, my first ever like published mock is going to be out. So look, stay tuned for that. That's going to be fun. Hey, I've got some interesting yeah, we'll, picks. Like we're going to look out for that, man. I mean, you already gave us a sneak peek. You have us picking Malik Willis at two. I want to hear. I mean, you already gave your thoughts on that. So yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna put that into words. But no, man, I I can't wait for this draft. This this off season is. Is, is one of my favorite times of the year. Obviously, I love watching the games, but yeah. off-season, free agency draft, I, I live for this shit. And, uh, you know, the Beast is coming out tomorrow. Dane Brugler is the Beast on the Athletics, so I'm super stoked to, to dive into that yeah. monstrosity of a draft uh, draft guide. So, other def- than that, no. Just- definitely, definitely the season to get the Athletic Pass, even though I have no affiliation with them. And that was a sh- I don't sh- either. Yeah, no, no affiliation with them, but that's a I shameless plug. I have no affiliation. Plug. That's just, I'm just excited. It's yeah. only a dollar right now, so yeah, I, I, I already have my Hub. subscription. I already have my <laughs> subscription locked up. Yeah. So uh, other than that, no, just uh, good talking to you guys. Thanks, Locked Josh. Appreciate it, Josh. Spotify green room sucks, and uh, I'll talk to y'all soon. Yeah, you're not, you're not lying there. Not lying. Take care, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Hey, hey, Josh, man. Thanks for joining us, man. That, that that's interesting, man. Okay, so it seems like everybody, as far as so far we've talked to, they, they they're not on this Trayvon Walker hype train. I thought we'd get at least they don't one see guy. It. I, I thought there they was gonna be, I thought there'd be one person in here and be like, oh, they're gonna tell us all this Trayvon Walker uh, combine numbers and he was gonna blow us away. But I, I haven't heard it yet. So I'm proud of you guys. Actually, really, I'm proud of you guys. So let's get into our next guest, and this is actually someone very close to me. It's my first cousin. So. <laughs> Wait, your, your cousin's joining? Okay. Yo, yo, my cousin. yo, yo, what up? So I, I got him in. What up, Nick? Yep, that's his cousin. Yep, that is definitely Tyler's cousin. 100%. Nick, Nick has met Pierre. He met him at a Tigers Oh, yeah, no, I went to the Tigers game with Pierre, and then Malcolm, I played fantasy football with you two years ago. Yes, yes. He was, oh. in, that, he was in that fantasy football. I won. Football. He won the I league. Won that league. Th- this is who won the league. He's yes. a winner. Yeah, he's a winner. And he's excited, too. This man came with a lot Bro. of energy. Oh, was I, it Red Bull? I love it. Red Bull? Let me tell you, <laughs> oh, let me tell you boys about Trayvon Walker now. That boy, <laughs> oh, that boy is ass. He is pure <laughs> ass cheek. We're going to dread the guy who can only record six sacks with Jordan Davis and four other fucking first-round picks? Are you shitting me right now? 
Uh, why are we even entertaining this conversation? That's my question. I, I'm really confused. It was Tyler's idea. It was Tyler. Hundred, yo, hundred percent. This is Tyler's. I idea. mean, this is this is terrible. This is going to you that. got Hutchinson, Thibodeau, but you're gonna get one of the two at number two. I don't understand why we're even talking about some bum that can only get six sacks with the Georgia <laughs> defensive line. I, I could have got oh, four wow. sacks with the Georgia defensive line. I mean, what, what are we talking about here? I don't understand the conversation. This is terrible. This really is terrible. The real question is. We gotta grab that boy Nakobe Dean at thirty two. That that's how we win this draft. He's talking. He's talking I like, about I like, other I like, I like, I like what your heart is, man. He's I like thinking about other Georgia players. Yes, right sir. Yes, Georgia sir. Players. That boy Nakobe Dean, he's a seeker. That that's the guy we need at thirty two. Yeah, I like I like what his heart is, man. Yeah, I, I like the I I would love love it if we could grab Nakobe Dean. I'm telling you, man, he's he's that somewhere thirty two, thirty four, e- e- either or. Bro, I don't I, care. I'm down with that. That guy's a seeker. The the fact of the matter is. The, Trayvon Walker, I mean, here's the deal. This is definitely this is definitely over exaggerating it. How different is he from current defensive Detroit Lions defensive end Austin Bryant? Both came from stacked defensive lines, didn't record that many sacks. What's the difference? I don't know. Athleticism. That, they're looking at his numbers and they're like, oh wow, he could be a a dominant player if he gets in the right system and the right coaching staff. They could mold him into this dominant. You know, edge rusher. That's what they're looking at, Malcolm. That that's where all this hype is coming we from. We don't, Malcolm. We don't dread because of the combine, bro. This is they got the same numbers in college. I that's why that's all I'm saying. Who cares about the hype? Uh, uh, give me give me the product. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. I'm just hoping Jacksonville feels opposite. I hope Jacksonville goes with Trayvon Walker and just looks at his numbers and like wait, let's let's go for it. Wait, he has Trayvon Walker has buzzed at number one to Jacksonville. Are you guys serious? I've 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 heard, yeah. Some yeah, pr- some um probably some, not gonna happen. No, probably some not. scouts have him at some scouts have him as the number two edge rusher on his board, on on their board. Well, do you guys not, think not you think board. you guys think Jags go with Hutchinson or you think they'll go offensive line? I think it's Hutch, man. Yeah, I think it's Hutch too, Pierre. I agree with you. I just think they Hutch. they they tagged that dude their tackle and then they signed uh, Brandon Sheriff. It's the only guy left. I mean, what, what the fuck else are they gonna do? And they need edge rushes right now. I mean, yeah, they got facts. Josh Allen. They got Josh Allen. That's it. And that's really about it. Yeah, they don't have much after they that. Miles I mean, they Jack. signed, and they signed Arden Key this offseason, but like Arden Key's not going to be a moving right, factor yeah, that's a, that's to alter your opinion piece. at pick one. Yeah, that's yeah, a rotational not... piece, brother. It's nothing. He's more of an interior guy too now. Yeah, he plays more. The only, that, so. the only case you can make for him is if like Trevor Lawrence is their guy, you're going to see, bro. We got to protect that dude so he doesn't get fucked up. But even so, I'd rather have a defensive end like a Aiden Hutchinson opposed to like. You're signed to, you already signed your left tackle. This guy's going to be playing backside. He's going to be playing frontside tackle. It's not even a prime position. So, I mean, I think we go Thibodeau too. I think that's just the only position we go. Thibodeau, that's who it is. Yeah. There we go. Simple as that. All right. Good talking. Oh, well, Nick, thank you for joining. No hey, problem. Nick, man. Come on, Nick. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you guys. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you guys know where I get it from now, even though I'm older. But <laughs> the the <laughs> the enthusiasm and the the excitement, there you go. That that that's Man, a first cousin came, right there. He came in some with red two Red Bulls. He said he was ready. He <laughs> said he's ready for this conversation. That that's just Dick, man. That's how he, he came, comes in every time. <laughs> he came in with that Dan Campbell coffee order. Yeah. <laughs> how did Dan Campbell do it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, all right. Uh, anyone else want to uh, request to join? I see Jay's in here now. What's up, Jay? What's happening, Jay? How you doing, bro? Mark or Maurice? What's up, man? Mo's here. You got Tink. Mo, my dog. Oh. My dog Tink. 
Tink is what's up. Yeah, Tink's in here, yo. Tink, what's up, brother? Okay, if you guys don't got anything else, I can end it here. I can can go enjoy my night if you guys don't have anymore. (laughs) Okay, I think that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys. I, I honestly, I, I expected a little different reaction. I didn't expect everyone to agree. I really didn't. It, it makes it kind of boring when we all agree. And I, I kind of like to have the altering of opinions, but we didn't get that today. And it is what it is. Like we, we can't, we can't always have disagreements everywhere. And if this is something we all agree on, okay, I'm okay with this. We're all unanimous in this chat room. No one is here to argue for Trayvon Walker in a positive way. So I'm taking it at everyone in this chat room. If the Lions take Trayvon Walker pick two, we're going to be furious. We're going to be all furious together. I don't. I don't know if they're going to be furious, man. Some people might just be like, uh, whatever. That's like, all I'm there. I bro, honestly, that's he's all not I'm my first choice, but if they took him, like, I'd be fine with it. They obviously see something in him, and they they think they could coach it out of him, right? That's how I feel. Like, that's if they right. took him over Tibbetto or over Willis or whoever else, they they clearly think he's a better player. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I said it earlier in the show, Brad Holmes has given us zero excuses to really question any picks that he makes right now. So if they did go that direction, maybe I'm not the happiest guy initially, and I probably won't be the happiest guy until I actually see what he could do on the football field for the team. Like, that, that's just honestly how it's probably going to go. But, yeah, Pierre brings a good point. Like, I'm not going to shit on the pick if it if it ends up being Trayvon Walker, but I'm not going to be – the guy that's selling you and being super optimistic. I'm not going to do it if they if they go that route. I'm just going to be straight up honest with you right now. So we'll see what happens uh, when it comes to that day. And I just – I hope we don't have to even discuss this again. I really don't. I, I hope we're, we, we could just stay locked in. And I understand the other stuff. Like Malik Willis, I can understand that. I can understand the argument there. But this, I, I just don't get. You know what, Tyler? You know who we're missing um, in this this chat, that would have probably spice. He would have made it hilarious. Who's just that? just hearing his just just hearing his take hearing his take on this is 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 is, my, is, is your boy Mike K. Mike K. Yeah. What, what would Mike? He would have. Mike, Mike like he would. <laughs> oh, I don't no, know. No, no. I have I mean, a feeling. Okay. No, no, no. I have no, a Mike, feeling Mike, that he would have. Mike would just if we if we're against Trayvon Walker, Mike's gonna bring the other perspective because that's just how Mike is. Mike is gonna bring <laughs> the other perspective. Yo. Was it last the last episode that he said Drake London that too? Me and Pierre was like, whoa, 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 Thank you guys so much. You guys, absolute killer crowd, man. This is, I think, three, four weeks in a row now where you guys have had some really good crowds coming in on these Twitter spaces. And this is going to be a permanent day now. We're, we're officially switching to Wednesday nights. This is going to be permanent now. Friday nights are in the past. Wednesday nights are the new thing now. So if you guys are interested, it's usually around this time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be going live. I'm um, just talking some Lions. And obviously, we got a couple weeks before the draft. So we have some more stuff to talk about before we get into the NFL draft. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining and I'm out guys. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all, it's your boy Malcolm. And like, like Tyler said, man, this is going to be our permanent date until, until hard knocks start. Once hard knocks start, we're going to be recording immediately after the show. And we'll get everybody's thoughts on the episode. And we're just going to talk about the episode um, immediately right after the episode. So that's going to be fun. Very fun. To be, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, until then, Wednesday night it is. So with that being said, I'm out. Peace.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.